Talking our week six rankings today. It is this show is presented by Geico. Switch Geico sale ways you can save. It is a great day to be here. Yeah, with Mike Clay and Field Jates. Guys, mm-hmm. love doing shows with you. Excited, Mike, that you finally showed up on time for once. Yeah, yeah I'm here and I got the round of applause. So people are really happy I'm back. I think that was real. That well, was I think what, clapping. It yeah. was so loud. Yeah. 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 Our studio it audience. Was, yeah, it was yeah. so loud that you could hear it right through the. So stairs. I think really what that was, Mike, was that there were many, many. I mean, countless to be honest with you, mm-hmm. number of people that reached out to me and they were like, after Liz performance on monday is there a chance that mike clay will never be back on the show Mm -hmm. so why are they cheering then oh well there there are a few mike clay fans out there they're compassionate folks exactly that's what it is they're compassionate folks but yeah seem like a lot of uh, a lot of things speaking of which i did listen to the show on monday okay i may have heard my name a couple times yeah specifically was you telling people to go to Twitter and tell them to trade me the good players because I crushed right. you by like only like a hundred or so points in our, <laughs> Correct. In our dynasty The entire league. league by about 70, me yeah, by a hundred. Yeah, that was, uh, it was a good week. And uh, I got some comments. Okay. Some people said, you know, just feel bad for you and send you some good players. Yeah. Uh, but about half of the comments were like, no, shut them down. Keep crushing them. Don't give them anything. Wow. And so what side did you choose? I'm going to keep crushing you. Wow. That's, that's wow. disgusting. Come that's on, Mike. Liz might be back I'm, next I'm, Monday again at this rate. Good. I'll, Shows I'll, sleep about I'll sleep in on Monday. Wow. Wow. I'll rest. I'll tell it's you not what. Like I'm what not did doing you, anything. Because I, remind me again, it was the first, second, third, and seventh highest scorers in all of fantasy last week, all facing <laughs> off against me. Is that correct? That's just I, not fair. I think so. They were, I think I texted you on Sunday. It was like... You're Travis Etienne. It was like four of the top six at yeah, that I point or something. You. Etienne. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for Daniel that. Daniel Jones. Oh Who did I God. get back? Daniel Jones. And it, Romeo Dobbs. Super flex league, by the way. Romeo Dobbs has been actually a useful yeah. part for the at first At the time, weeks. though, the feedback on that was like, I oh, know, I think uh, the Jones side was fine. Like, it's a it, super it, was, flex it was pretty league. even. When yeah. you need a quarterback, you need a quarterback. Yeah, it was last year, social. too, wasn't it? It was right before the season. Right before the season started. Right before this season started? Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Well, yeah. Coming off of at least the Daniel Jones yes. breakout season, yeah. in which yes. he was, and like, yeah. he was a top ten quarterback. Hey, for the record, year. my other quarterbacks were Jordan Love, yeah, but Desmond Ritter. But you're in a good spot right CJ now, CJ Stroud, you because CJ Stroud has started to look really nice. So we're yeah. excited about that. Mm-hmm. So uh, right. anyway, it's a good week, but uh, it's all downhill from here. Hey. Not gonna- <laughs> yeah, you might lose the rest of your matches <laughs> for the rest of the season. Look, mission accomplished. Um, it's like. It's like just one of them like moral victories. When I play, you're my Super Bowl every year. That's oh, what it is. Okay. I have to take you down. I have yeah. to crush you. And then it's on to the, you know. So what am I like? The, a preseason Who are you playing now? Yeah. Yeah, no. It's too I got to take you out. Who are you playing this week? Do you know? Uh, I do not know. I'd have to look. I'd Good thing look. you're paying attention. No, I'm not, I told you it's over now. I don't, I'm not going to just check my team now. <laughs> I took you out. That's all that matters. That's all. That's the only thing that matters. Hey, shout out to our buddies over at, over at Trophy Smack. Use the code FOCUSBELT to get 10% off if you want to get a super dope. We need a belt. Yeah, Mike was like, he was like, do I get a belt for that performance? I no. was like, dude, don't count your chickens before Again, they it hatch. Is, it is yeah. my Super Bowl. I've that's won that's how it feels. Uh, we, need like a, we need like a trophy for that Dynasty League. We can retroactively yeah, we add every, the winners and like get one to pass like around it. or something. Yeah, I like that. So then I can put it right in front of me all next year after wow. I win this title. Yeah. Don't well, love dude, that. I mean, you just said your season's over, so yeah, exactly. beat me. I won the title. <laughs> beat field. Mike Mike Clay, beat field. It's the Colts who always who hang banners for like, Yes. Like less than stellar accomplishments, right? Yeah. You know, was that like last year the Colts beat the Chiefs? Remember? Yeah. Was that last year? Like, is that why like, this is beat Chiefs week I, 17? I can't remember where it started, but it was like the Colts. I want to say it was like they won their division. I'm, I could be way off here, but there was something that was like a very pedestrian accomplishment relative uh-huh. to hanging a banner for it. And it was like division champs. They went like seven, eight and one. Uh-huh. And then they lost by like 42 in the wild uh-huh. card round. And they still hung a banner up there. Yeah. People, I mean, as an Eagles fan, I see this stuff all the time. The memes, but it's like with the Cowboys made the playoffs again, yeah. uh-huh. made it in the first uh-huh. round yeah. again, like for the 12th year in a row. For the uh, record, yeah, if the Lions fun. win the NFC North, I'm totally fine with them making the banner because it's been like 20 <laughs> years since oh, the totally. last time we did Because it. there are no banners there, right? Different <laughs> setup. We don't have a whole Our lot of banners Our first banner, going everyone. On, which yeah. is exciting. I didn't need any of that. All right, we're going to move on from Mike Clay. We're going to talk about some <laughs> rankings here in week six. We Miss got some running back talk, breaking down some backfields. We got some panic at the wide receiver disco in Oof. case you were a Justin Jefferson manager. You got to figure out what you need to do Oof. there, as well as a couple other guys that have been underperforming and just some major uh, re- rankings reaction talk. But we got to start, unfortunately, with some news. Adam Schefter tweeted this morning, Colts. 
quarterback Anthony Richardson is now expected to miss the next four to eight weeks, depending on his rehab and whether or not he would still need surgery on his right shoulder by placing him on IR. The Colts are making sure that they are not going to have to rush him back. This is going to be a tough one because if you didn't move on from Anthony Richardson or you have him, the only option that you have right now at this point, it feels like you're going to throw him in your IR spot and got to figure out who you're going to add to your roster. Because there's not a whole lot. It doesn't feel like you're going to have a lot of trade opportunity at this point. It feels like that window has sort of passed us yeah, by. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the show, just sort of what it means for the rest of that Colts offense. We Go back and check that out. Uh, but now we know that Anthony Richardson is definitively going on IR, so you can safely move him there. If you're wondering whether you should drop Anthony Richardson or not, I think it definitely depends on who you have as your mm-hmm. quarterback. I have like Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert in a couple of leagues. Uh, with Anthony Richardson, and my feeling is that I'm actually not going to drop Richardson unless I get into an IR crunch down the road for this yep. reason. Yep. Not only does he have a lot of upside, but I don't want somebody else to all of a sudden get a major jolt to their lineup in like week 10, 11, 12, or something like that, and all of a sudden go from a good team to maybe the best team in the league. You can move him into that IR slot now. Actually, because the Colts had said he was going to be out for this upcoming week, ESPN had him declared as out as of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you could have moved him to IR to make your waiver claim right. last night. Matthew Stafford amongst the most <clears> notable <throat> week six streamers, but because there hasn't been a ton of quarterback breakthroughs this year, this might be another one where you're streaming things weeks or a, a week or a week, a week or two, two weeks, weeks at a time, time. Yeah. Uh, to replace mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson. Hold over. Yep, I agree. I can't, couldn't have said it better. See, you're a pro, man. Thank you. Just nailed it. It. Don't Look you do crush it on Monday? I listen right to the now. show. Yeah, you're, you're doing good, man. I regressed yesterday, so don't it's, worry. It's, about it's it. a good yeah. job. No, wow. I agree with you. Uh, if you have an IR spot, just leave them there. Yeah. If it's a shallower bench or shallower league, and there's decent quarterbacks out there, I have no major issue dropping him. But ideally, you keep him on your bench. Yep. All right, we're gonna move ahead and talk about a couple of guys here for these <laughs> running back breakdowns. Let's do it, Mike Clay. Yes, Austin Eckler said that he is 99 percent going to be available here for this week. The main question that we have for you sitting in this chair is mm. how worried about recidivism are you? What? <laughs> you know, recidivism for Austin Eckler. How worried about recidivism are you? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Maybe. Okay, yeah. I don't. What all is right. that? What is so, All right. So, so uneducating. All right. Sorry. Yeah, we thought Mike, learn. you had yeah. a little bit there, but the recidivism is how quickly we think he might get re-injured based on a thing. It's a Stefania uh, thing. Maybe you should start listening yeah, to some of those. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No big deal. They don't teach that at Kutztown. They teach you to Princeton. No, don't no, worry. No. They just, nope. They, hey, uh, you're starting Austin Eckler this week. We get Austin Eckler back. Let's just be yeah, excited well, just about that, Just ask that next time. Yes, we're going to start Austin Eckler. That's my hot take. Start Austin Eckler. In, uh, in week number six and yeah. beyond. Yeah, had a huge week one, of course. You know, we had this conversation. He was, you know, the McCaffrey versus Eckler debate, right? Yeah. We don't know the answer to that yet. McCaffrey's been awesome. It's probably him, but Eckler had 164 yards and a touchdown in week one. I will say this, though. This is an interesting when I was looking at him last night. Five or fewer targets in six straight games. Hmm. Interesting. Whoa. Yeah. A little dip. Ever, kind of aligns with when Keenan Allen came back last year. Now there's yep. no Mike Williams. So I'm not too worried about it, but something to think about. He does have eight touchdowns in those uh, six games. So yeah, but again, it's Austin Eckler. He's a superstar. You fire him up. I'm actually just wondering why he didn't say I'm 100% playing. Yeah, what's Monday. the 1%? What is the 1% that's, that's holding him see, back from saying this, I am this playing? This is why it. he's the best. He gets it, right? Ah, Probabilities, mm-hmm. right? And he could He could get hurt you know, this week, or he could stub his toe or uh, something insane could happen. You never know. The power could go out in the stadium. There's many reasons, right? The That's probability. The studio here yesterday was wild. Dude, Is that, that was right? crazy. That? Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, it was so fun. You probably didn't see it because the power went out. It was just, it was, it was ridiculous. But <laughs> I did that. I was flipping switches. How dare you? After dare Monday's you. show. You are a deviant. You know that? Well, hey, hey let's talk about uh, this Colts backfield, guys. I mm. talked about him a little bit field on Sports Center last night. The question yeah. is, what are you supposed to do if you've got Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor has come back now here in week six, yeah. understanding that last week, we knew it was going to be a little bit of a pitch count, and Zach Moss still freaking delivered he 33 did. fantasy points. So what are you doing here with this Colts backfield in week six? As, as I was reflecting on Monday's absolutely tremendous, like one of the best in the show history, incredible show. thoughtful, humorous Fantastic. show. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, Liz Loza. What was, different about, about, <laughs> what was different about that show? Number one on the comedy charts after I really the enjoyed it. Show. Uh, I was thinking about uh, one of the debates that Liz and I had in which maybe we saw it the most different was the idea that it's going to be the Jonathan Taylor show like yes. sooner than later, right? You don't pay him $42 million to have him be the accessory Agreed. or like the sidecar to Zach Moss. As great as Zach Moss has been, Jonathan Taylor was one of the best players in the NFL as recently as the 2021 season. The question, though, is how quickly does Zach Moss 
fade to the point that he is no longer mm-hmm. useful at all in fantasy lineups, which in turn would coincide with Jonathan Taylor being an absolute lineup lock, a top 10 running back option mm-hmm. every single week. So I have Jonathan Taylor running back 20 right now. I have Zach Moss as running back 31 mm-hmm. this week. Oh, I know that that would resu- that that represents my estimation of Jonathan Taylor leading the team in running back snaps, running back touches, running back, rece- uh, running back targets, last receptions this week. I think things a lot look a lot more like they did uh, with Jonathan Taylor of old as soon as this week. Yeah, uh, I'm I again, I was watching the program and I heard you and I actually kind of disagreed with both of you on that topic. Oh, interesting. Uh, different different parts of it. <laughs> Tell though. me why. Uh, first of all, I agree with you 100 percent. You don't pay a guy that much money to be in a committee. Yeah, right? He's going to be it. the feature yeah. back. Um, there's no doubt about it. By the way, a point to, on that. So. Zach Moss this year, four games with 100 yards and a touchdown, right? Yeah. He's been outstanding. Check this out. During Taylor's big season, yeah. how many times do you think he did that? 100 yards and a touchdown. So they played 17 games that yeah. year or 16? He played uh, in 17. 13? Eight times. Yeah, 12, 12. 12, including 11 Whoa. in a row. So yeah. it's an impressive feat, but we're talking about Jonathan Taylor here. Yeah. At his peak, he's obviously way better than Zach Moss as much as I love Zach Moss. So I'm with you. There's no doubt about it. The only thing I disagree with you was... You said just like hold tight on Moss. I would be absolutely trying to trade him. If there's people out there, if there's one person in your league who's buying in this and like and disagrees with us uh, that like Moss is going to be a factor and he's playing so good and he's a number what six, he's number two on a fantasy points per game basis and you could sure. take advantage and get an actual RB2 for the rest of the season. 100%. I okay. would at least be trying. I would be out there seeing if I could pull that off. Good call. It takes uh, one when person. I was saying when I was saying hold tight, it was more relative to like don't drop him. As oh, of course, yeah, to, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But that's yeah. a good call too. If if you could get something out of Zach Moss, do that stuff right now. Yeah. What is it that um, you think about him for this week? Because when I talk about this, Mike, he's had three games, three of his four games, he's had twenty fantasy points as great. a fantasy manager emotionally. How do you not start a guy that's had twenty point games like that? Yeah, it's interesting. So back, I, right? I was looking because clo- he's now a backup. That's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So I was looking at closely at like the play by play of yeah. that game and how they. I think it was very clear Taylor was on a ten snap pitch count, and I'll tell you why. He handled five of the first twelve carries. And then one of the final 17, he played exactly 10 snaps. Okay. So it was almost, they was almost, they were almost splitting carries to open the game yep. back and forth. And he hit 10 and that was it. He had one more, you know, or he hit eight, whatever it was. They get one more carry out of the final 17. Huh. So that tells me that going forward, if they expand that to say 30 snaps, yep. then that, that distribution in the second half of the game is not that close. So right. I think we're going to see a lot more Jonathan Taylor this week. And I have him ranked 24th. I have Moss 29th. So both flex options, I understand what you're saying. Like if you've to put th- there's two teams on a buy, there's injuries. Maybe you want to put Moss in your flex. I'm fine with it, but don't be surprised if there's a big drop uh, back to earth here. Also, Jacksonville has been pretty good against running backs so far. Two decent games to Bijan and Pierce, but everyone else has been under nine points. So this hasn't been a defense that's allowed uh, teams to crush. And they did a great job against the Colts James in Cook. Week One. Yeah, remember it wasn't it was you know it was Deion Jackson, but it was still yeah they did a nice job against that O line and shut down the run for sure. So. I feel I mean, like teams shouldn't be able to play each other in week one and week six. This is the first. It's too this soon. Is the first, yeah, it is too soon. This is the first matchup between teams that are already played. This if you're going to play a team in week one, I think you should not be able to play them again until week 10, which would be the second half 10? of the season. Okay. Yeah, I'd yeah. say like at least week eight or nine, something like okay. that. But yeah, it, we're going to see this at the end of the year, too. Or like the, I, and I the know Vikings the Vikings play like the Bears, like yeah. weeks 15 and 17. Oh, yeah. Lions. yeah. Vikings, Lions? Yeah. Eagles Giants do that a lot. The the Eagles Cowboys, I think last year played like two out of like a, two in a month or something Didn't like the that. Jets play someone back to back last year. They had like Dolphins by Dolphins oh, yeah, or something. Yes, they did. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's so weird. Very yeah, I don't like fantasy that. talk here. Anyways, I got Zach Moss also as a low end flex play if you need him this mm-hmm. week. It's just tough to bench a guy that has looked so good. But to everyone else's point, there's a reason why you pay Jonathan Taylor all this money. Sooner or later, it is going to be his backfield. This might be the last opportunity you have to use Zach Moss as like a low end flex play, because after he takes over this backfield, it's just going to be Jonathan Taylor. What do you think? Like, what do you think? I, I guess getting inside the mind of Jim Irsay is probably like a little bit of like a crazy ask <laughs> in and of itself. But like Sunday night, the head is finally going down to the pillow. Yeah. And you're sitting there, you're thinking to yourself, big win, three and two, atop the NFC South. Now it sucks that our quarterback got hurt, but we get this epic performance from Zach Moss. 
Oh, wait, we paid John Taylor $42 million <laughs> yesterday. And part of the reason why we had held our so ground yeah. on the backs on, on the contract was that we thought that this is a position in which you can get replacement value at a much lower cost than basically any other position in the sport. Mm-hmm. Guys, that's going through your mind right there. That was a deal for the record. That's less than half an orca. So you know for a fact Ooh. that Jim Ursay definitely made it, made out on that one. That Didn't that Orca pass? Rest in it peace. Did. I'm pretty Rest sure. Oh, yeah. that Orca. Yeah, um, that sucks. Yeah, this is like if now if like Miami traded for like a star back. Oh, like now, God. like after they're, yeah, they're, it's like the same idea. You're right. It's it, they they pl- almost played it perfectly in terms of not reward. You know, not paying the running back position, and then they did it anyway, and they're still getting elite production out of running backs without him. So uh, it is incredible. But uh, isn't it like we say this every year that fantasy is so weird? And everything, and it's like, oh man, the craziest season yet. But like running back this year, we're like Zach Moss is second in fantasy points per game. Raheem Mostert's mm-hmm. top five, and we're like flex options. Like yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's yep. normally they'd be lineup locks for sure. It's it's incredible. So hey, speaking about that Miami Dolphins, yeah, see what I did there. I do Dude. see what you did Segway there. King Devon Achan obviously not going to be playing here this week. Field, I had asked you if we don't get Devon Achan, where is that going to move Raheem Mostert to you within your Week Six rankings? I've got him inside my top ten. How about you? I got him as RB14, so not that far behind. Okay. Mike has him at RB12, it looks like. So uh, we also not that in the far same behind. Like your lineup blocking Raheem Mostert once again. Uh, Raheem Mostert's dip in production in the past couple of weeks has nothing to do with Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with the fact that the Dolphins drafted an alien who only scores touchdowns <laughs> of at least 70 yards, and that happens like every third time he touches the ball in Devon Achamp. But I think that Mostert is comfortably the lead back for this week. Should be seeing close to 60, 65, 70% of the snaps. My only question about the Dolphins backfield now is that whoever that number two running back is, whether it's Savon Ahmed or Jeff Wilson, Wilson Jr., who sounds like he'll be designated to return to practice today. Mm-hmm. How many fantasy points are they going to score in like the first quarter alone against <laughs> the Panthers? Yeah. It, would it shock either of us or any of us if Jeff Wilson steps in there and has 18 points in this game Not and plays all. 55% of the snaps? No, it wouldn't, wouldn't shock me at all. But uh, I do agree. Mostert should be locked into lineups. He's been terrific. He still leads all running backs and touchdowns despite seven rushing HN, touchdowns. All right. uh, yeah, yeah. Eight total, eight total this year. Yeah. Uh, and keep this in mind, his snaps weeks one, two and three. Uh, were or one and two were 74%. Yep. Then A-Chan came along and they dropped to 50. It could be back up to 70 this yeah. week. Very possible uh, if Jeff Wilson is kind of limited in his return. So, by the way, great matchup. They're playing Carolina. Third matchup. most yards, most touchdowns, second most fantasy points to running backs this season. So, most are locked in the lineups. Wilson should be on benches. I'm not really worried about the other backs. I know there's some chatter about, like, could Ahmed be usable? I don't think so. Like, I, I think they've kind of shown their cards with him. Yeah. You know, maybe there's a one-week here if Wilson's not activated. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him. I feel the same way. I, I thought that uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. was one of the priority ads on waivers yeah. last night. Yep. Um, I don't know exactly where his percentage is now, but it was around thirty percent mm-hmm. rostered going sure into waivers last night. I got him as RB thirty. Jeff Wilson Jr. That is, by the way, assuming he does play, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he is activated as as soon as today, as we just discussed, mm-hmm. uh, when the Dolphins take the practice field at some point this afternoon. Jeff Wilson Jr. still available in fifty five percent of fantasy. Oh, that's gone up a lot, though. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's that's changed a lot. Yeah, You're so right. Twenty five thirty. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So all right, all right. Let's move ahead and talk about the Titans. Mike Clay, oh, here's boy. my question. We've seen Derrick Henry be fantastic, but we've also seen Tajay Spears become a part of this offense. Do we have a committee right now in this Titans backfield? In, in terms of snaps, absolutely, 100%. They've yeah. been doing this all season long. Spears has out-snapped him in three of the five games this year. Uh, but Henry is still, like, he's not what he was in the past. He's not, like, a top-five fantasy running back, but he's still a starter. Yeah. You know, he's, he's third in, or fifth in carries, 31st in targets, but that adds up to seventh in touches. He's a couple touchdowns. Uh, but the the thing here is I saw like Spears kind of led waiver wire content this Made week. Made no sense I, to me. I don't understand it either. Yeah. I mean, he's still an insurance back, right? He, he needs an injury to Henry to be a fantasy starter. Uh, he had 16.9 points last week. That is first time. a career best. He, yeah. he scored his first touchdown. He only had 11 touches. He was in the 8 to 10 range the prior three games. Uh, in, yeah, he has a few more uh, targets than Henry this year, but he's getting crushed in the carry department. 86 to 27. This is not a guy that is a viable fantasy starter yet. He's still an elite insurance back. That's what he is. I do believe those week six projections that you're seeing on the screen right now for those watching on YouTube, yeah. are Derek Henry's <laughs> and not Tajay Spears. 
Yes, Correct? that is yes. probably right. Yes. yes. So, I would say so. Uh, seven, you, you don't know the projections of your own players? I thought I had him at 82 yards, but I'm, I guess it's 83. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. I dare uh, you. <laughs> but oh, I completely agree. I mean, it was his first double-digit fantasy point game yeah. this past weekend. I get it. It's as somebody who used to write the waiver wire column for ESPN. It, it It's like you get to week seven or eight. And absent a major injury, did I? Oh, did I just throw Eric under the bus? I wasn't even. That was just a general comment. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I was saying. I was no. I, I don't even know if Eric had him on the on the call. Oh, I don't know either. <laughs> um, and Moody's great yeah, at what he does. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah. I just, you know, it's so so hard to find names by the middle of the season unless there are injuries. Like I remember, it was like oh, every yeah. week. Yeah, it yeah. was like, yeah. So let's get Muhammad Sanu from forty-one <laughs> to forty-two this yeah. week. From forty-two to forty-three. Uh-huh. Forty-three to forty-seven. Oh, he's finally jumped mm-hmm. over fifty percent. Foster. So, um, yeah, I'm with you on, on Tajay Spears, like just an insurance policy and little more than that, even if Derrick Henry's value in fantasy has dropped quite precipitously this year. I think part of the reason why it's dropped is because of the fact that Tajay Spears is getting all those targets that we saw last year that we were excited about. Mm. Finally added a passing game element to Derrick Henry's game. And now it's not there this year because yeah. of Tajay Spears. And he's, I think Henry is still like 11th at running back and receiving yards. So he's still good at it. They're just He's just not on the field and getting as, as much, much volume. He yeah. may be 11th in receiving yards. He's first at running back in terms of quarterback play. Yeah. He's okay. awesome at throwing the That's football. Fair. Oh, absolutely. Yes. yes. RB1. They tried again last mm. week. They nearly had a DeAndre Hopkins touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think he's like seven for nine with five touchdowns in his career. He is the running quarterback. Hold on. He's Let me see Derek if I can do this. Henry of throwing running quarter. No, no, no. I got this. You ready? <laughs> right. Derek Henry is to quarterback amongst running backs. What his head coach, Mike Vrabel, was ah, to tight ends amongst defensive. Good players. call. Got it. Yeah. He was great, right? He has a, does he have a perfect record and throwing the ball? Vrabel? Was, uh, uh, Derek Henry. No, uh, does no. Henry? I thought Vrabel did. I thought Vrabel, Vrabel was, was like a tight 12 end. catches for 12 touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. And not only yeah. that, go back and watch these. If you want to spend five minutes on YouTube watching something cool, Mike Vrabel was not catching like wide open, like the defense just bit on a play fake and they thought it was selling out hard for the run. He's like catching fades. He's like making one, like in the freaking Super Bowl, by oh, the way. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was a stud athlete. Maybe we need uh, uh, off season uh, off season pod, like talking about the best non quarterbacks of throwing, like Jacoby Myers, like really good at that. Um, what? Is Jacoby Myers going to oh, throw? Oh, okay. I was like non quarterback. Sorry, I, was, throwing, I thought you throwing. were making a reference to Jacoby Myers last year throwing the ball backwards. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, he, no he's, he's good. He, 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 he was, was, he was, a, he was yeah. a quarterback. I think he got recruited yeah. to play quarterback at, at NC uh-huh. State, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, I was absolutely not. I love Myers. He's he's awesome. He's we have to talk player. about him at some point. Yeah, he's been great. Crushing it this year. All right. Myers is a wide receiver. That's going to be our tangent to be able to get us into this wide receiver conversation. We're talking panic at the wide receiver disco. We're going to have a quick revisitation. Is that how you say it? Revisit. Is that a word? Recidivism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to come back and talk about this Jonathan, Justin Jefferson conversation one more time because it was so big yesterday and Mike didn't get a chance to be able to weigh in. Mm -hmm. Obviously you're going to be without Justin Jefferson for at least four weeks here. Mike Clay. And there's a lot of up and down, a lot of uncertainty surrounding this. So when you see this, uh, how are you breaking down this Vikings pass catchers and how you feel about Justin Jefferson? Yeah, uh, a couple things here. So first of all, wait, what do we want to start with? The, the team or do we want to talk about like the Jefferson? Start with Jefferson real quick and then we'll move on to the okay, team. Okay, so like the trade market, what we're doing here, yeah. how we're no, handling Justin Jefferson. Do that after. Yeah, because I wanted that was what I wanted to revisit because I felt like yesterday we were so fixated on the sure. KJ Osborne slash Jordan Addison side of it. Yeah, and I think that part of it's pretty straightforward. We're gonna we feel better about starting Jordan Addison. He already has three touchdowns. It's yep. your guy this year. He's yep. gonna he should see more volume. Uh, I think he had nine targets last week. And uh, KJ Osborne was right behind. He has not been usable in fantasy so far for the most part, but he's running more routes. And those two are gonna be full timers. The the routes. Uh, after Jefferson went out where Addison and Osborne were every damn players and actually Brandon Powell was right behind. This is a high volume pass off. And so like a 16 team deep sleeper there is Brandon Powell. But otherwise, those two guys should be in lineups as flex options, maybe into the uh, wide receiver two conversation, which is where you guys have them. You're a little higher than me uh, on Addison. uh, Good matchup this week, by the way, against Chicago. So I think it's pretty straightforward with yep. with how to handle the Vikings passing game. Field, you mentioned this yesterday, something that a lot of people might not know, but KJ Osborne, part of the all routes run team, has run the fifth most routes in the NFL. So he has been out there on the field contributing a ton. Yeah, me, the known analytics slash like stats yeah, guy you, on yeah. the numbers podcast, guy. brought that to the show yesterday. Jefferson was sixth. I don't know if Mike knew that or not, uh, but in part because he missed about half the game last mm-hmm. week. Okay, so we all see it the same way on these next two wide receivers up, although I did see Daniel and Mike have a fairly 
large discrepancy on Jordan Addison. Yeah. 19 for Daniel, 32 for Mike. Why do you hate a good rookie? Yeah, I think I, I think I was going to bring this up a later, like Devontae Smith, right? Okay, uh, we'll when I was ranking, that, yeah. Yeah, ranking receivers this week, I'm just like, that area there from like, say, 18 to 35, mm-hmm. you're like... You, they, you could be in either spot. You have mm, the yes. guy in 1835. I mean, that is a wide ranging group. And that's why like someone like Devonte Smith is down a little right now. And you yeah. can rank him 32nd and be like, that makes sense because there's no, there's a whole group of guys ahead of him who are like, they're really good. They're doing great. Like Nico Collins. And uh-huh. you know, there's, there's a lot of guys. Mike Evans is up to like the top 20 and there's just so Godwin, you go on and on with all the, all this talent, a lot of super deep. Going position. Mike, Michael Thomas is doing well. He's up into that. Car. Like it's just so deep. Right it now. Is. So I think that's the separation here is Addison isn't really a proven commodity in terms of a high volume producer. But again, I think he should be in lineups. I'm still at 32. He's I'm going to place him as a flex option or a fringe wide receiver three for now. I think I'm projecting that Jordan Addison as the projector here at ESPN, yes. the guy who does okay. the projections. I'm projecting that Jordan Addison is going to have a big game here because of the fact that there's no Justin Jefferson. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I understand everything that you're saying. We haven't seen it yet. A part of this is like thinking that this is going to transpire with how much Kirk Cousins throws the stinking football. And you've got one First guy that does not. Now you've got at least 12 targets that are going to go to somebody else in that offense. So as a part of that, though, Field, we had a big conversation about yeah. what you would do with Justin Jefferson if you were his manager now. Yep. I want you to just dive into that from some trade conversation. So a lot of people were asking yesterday, not like, hey, what do you do with Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne? Mm-hmm. What do you do with Justin Jefferson? Right. And here's what I think. I think it comes down to so there's a little bit of nuance involved here right like if you're four sorry five and oh or four and one and you have right. justin jefferson the likelihood is you have pretty good depth that has also helps you get off to this red hot start and you might be fine like you might have drafted a jacoby myers as an example yeah, or, or george you were, pickens you or picked you've got, yeah. Yeah, you've yes. got one of those players that has helped catalyze your really strong start if you're worse than that three and two two and three one and four oh and five you absolutely immediately should be looking to trade Justin Jefferson. Like you got to find a way to save your season. And honestly, even if you're four and one or five and oh, it's not unfathomable to try and trade Justin Jefferson. And so if you're going to move off of Justin Jefferson, I think people are saying to themselves, like, what should I be expecting in return? Because of the fact that as of right now, this moment, we are count. There is a chance that Jefferson is back in week 10. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's a definitive possibility, but there is a chance you could be selling that reality to the person who is looking to trade with you. I'd be looking for multiple starters in return for Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about like, not like guys that like are passable starters. I mean like legitimate starters that you are not thinking twice about putting in your lineup every single week. And I'd be open to it. I really would. Because I think if you're trading him away, mm-hmm. you're banking mm-hmm. on the possibility that while he could theoretically return in week 10, this could also easily be 11, 12, 13. Their bye week is in 13. Or maybe not. Maybe not at all. Yes. I mean, Shefty put out that tweet yesterday that's going to scare me as a Justin Jefferson manager until he actually returns to the field. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. Non-zero chance Cousins is traded. Non-zero. You know, it's, yeah. it's possible. I yep. mean, they have one win. If they keep losing, now they lost Jefferson. If they yeah. keep losing, it could happen. They might want to get they some. they lose to the Bears this weekend. Which, with the way Chicago's played on yeah. offense the past couple of weeks, they may. makes things like it seems possible, right? Yeah. Bears then, coming off of 10 days of rest because they played on Thursday. One in five. And like now the games that on paper you're supposed to win, you're not winning. Anything is possible. Yeah. There. And then what happens if he comes back and who's the quarterback at that point? You know, it's, yeah. it might not be great. The, the production, they might just run out the clock on the season. And again, he may not return. That's a real possibility here, especially if he has some sort of setback. So I agree. I actually just looking at it from a numbers perspective, I took him out for five games. Okay. I think they're added risk that he misses more than four games. We've already heard that speculation that moves him down to 32nd, 32nd most projected points okay. at receiver going forward. But you're not taking a zero when he's out. You're adding a replacement level player back. If you do that, he jumps back up to wide receiver 10 in value going forward. So I agree with you. I think you're right on the money. I mean, that's where guys like uh, Amonra, Waddle, Nakua, Mm -hmm. Debo, Ayuk in that sort of range. Look, when Jefferson plays, obviously those guys are well behind him. But if you're looking to make a a trade, a one for one trade, I think that's kind of the tier you should be trying for first. Uh, So I had someone I was talking through yesterday. I said, like, if you get Mike Evans in return for Justin Jefferson right now, 
Like that's a reasonable offer to make. I agree. Reasonable. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously Evans has to continue to get good quarterback play for the rest of the year, but a player with his pedigree and the start that he's had so far, mm-hmm. not a bad return for Jefferson is going to miss at least the next four weeks. And to your point, if you're 500 or below, no brainer. Do if you're five and oh, four and one, then you're, you could definitely just hold tight on Jefferson because again, you're playing for first place here. You want to win the league. Uh, You know, if you're one and four right now, your odds of doing that with, without Evans and having Jefferson are pretty slim. But again, if you're five and oh, and you're sitting on Jefferson, you're in a much better. Hey, I'll I'll add this. And obviously a lot of our audience and a lot of ESPN's consumer base is playing in 10 team leagues or even eight team leagues. But Mm -hmm. the deeper you get, the more likely you should be trading Justin Jefferson Uh, in our veterans league. I have Justin Jefferson, my first round pick, and I let the league know. I said, hey, not only is Justin Jefferson available, Patrick Mahomes is as well, my quarterback. And I said, just because I, I need to diversify my, like I need to reshape my team on yeah. the fly. And I've had, I had J.K. Dobbins, who's already out for the year. So injuries have kind of caught up to me by week six. And yeah. I'm saying to the guys, I said, everyone, I said, I, I, I might facelift my entire team over the next two weeks, but I don't think I can win with my current roster construction. So Annie up. And in a league that deep, you, you can't afford to lose three or four straight games. No. So anyways, uh, I think it's a thoughtful conversation on Justin Jefferson. Is there any scenario that you would be trying? Like, are you trying to trade for Justin Jefferson? I think only like Mike said, if I was four and one or five and oh, and I've got a banger of a team already, I know Otherwise, I can grab him throwing my iron. But yeah, I don't think I'm going to try and make that move because of the uncertainty once he potentially comes back, yeah. if he comes back, if it was just like, hey, he's going to miss four games and this team is going to be deep in the playoff hunt. So, you know, when he comes back, he's going to be right there in the action. It'd be a different conversation. But because of the uncertainty, I think I have to have a very good team in order to want to trade for. Justin. Also, this is one now. of like in, for those in dynasty leagues. This is like your only chance. Yes. yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. You want to buy a dip on Jefferson. This is your only this chance to do it. Not uh, only is he going to be back healthy. Eventually, he's going to get a new contract. He's going to be sitting pretty long term. This is. Again, you don't just get you don't get many opportunities, get opportunities like this. Yeah. Yeah. Last IR thought: Dewan Achan headed to IR as well for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Shefty just tweeted that a few minutes ago, so uh, we knew that was a possibility yesterday. Okay. Now it is confirmed. Keep in mind that the Dolphins have four games he's going to have to miss plus their bye week in week 10. So the Ugh. earliest that Devon Achan can return is now week 11. I can't wait to see how this backfield unfolds without him because again, if this if this first five-week samples has just taught us anything, like Jeff Wilson could prove to be an insanely valuable waiver wire pickup. Exactly what I was just going to say. And keep in mind, when he was acquired last year, he was immediately ahead of Moster. Now it was like it was like 51-49. Yeah. But they gave him a big role. They like him a lot, and he's going to play a, a big role in an offense that's been really generous to running backs. It's not just A-Chan. Like, yeah. you put A-Chan on other teams, he's not going to be nearly as good as he's been, I've been in this Miami offense. I've been on my IR spot in a 16-team league where depth is obviously hard to yeah. find. Yep. And I've like every week I'm like, dang, do I remove him for somebody that gets ruled inactive? Because, you know, that's just one extra spot yeah. you can fill and uh, we'll see what, what he, what he becomes. But uh, again, with that offense, I would take my chances on anybody that gets playing time there. If you have to pick between, say you have one IR spot, you can put Richardson or Wilson or uh, Richardson or a Chan, a Chan, a Chan. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. That's where I gotta be. He's a priority. Yep. All right, let's finish out this, or actually, let's start this. Panic at the wide receiver disco conversation, guys. We got a couple of wide receivers that have been underperforming here. Mike, I'm going to start with Chris Olave. Looked fantastic through the first three weeks. Double-digit targets through the first three weeks. Mm -hmm. And then single-digit fantasy outputs here in week four and week five. It has been frustrating for fantasy managers. How are you looking at Chris Olave here in week six? Yeah, so I'm outside my top 20. First time this year, a little concerned. Uh, Part of it is the fact that he has 11 targets in his last two games after having 11 each weeks, one, two, and three. Uh, Hopefully this means he's going to go off because I do view him as a a buy low because uh, he's been... Uh, the volume's been better than the production so far, and you, you sh- that shows up in expected touchdowns. He's eighth at receiver in that department, 2.8. He's fifth in end zone targets, or he is five. He's sixth place at receiver, but only has one touchdown, so he's been really unlucky. That being said, they are playing the vaunted, the yeah, intimidating Houston, Houston Texans, Texans second pass year. defense, who yep. now for the second year in a row are shutting down this position. Fourth fewest fantasy points allowed, one touchdown. No receivers have reached 18 fantasy points against them. 
through five games. Nuts. They just, way, it's just like last year. No Derek Stingley on the field. No Stingley. They've been out. Uh, their slot, Tavier Thomas, yeah, has been out. It's crazy. They, uh, they uh, missing Shaq Griffin last week. Yep. It's just, I guess it's schematic, but also it's a new coaching staff this year. Totally. They just continue to get the job done. So outside my top 20, but in terms of full season, like going forward, should you panic a ton? I don't think so. I think uh, going forward, he'll be fine. He'll bounce back. I would try to acquire him. I've got him at two out of five Brussels sprouts. That's my panic meter. Oh, man, like, I forgot. All right, two out of five. Are uh, Brussels sprouts bad, though? Is it supposed to, you yeah, like for it? me, they are. I, no, I like I'm, not, I'm not a Brussels sprouts fan. Daniel I like sprouts, is the so. Al Michaels of the fantasy focus. For yeah. those that haven't, this has bubbled up again recently. Al Michaels has never eaten a vegetable in his life. I eat some vegetables, but I I don't like Brussels. I didn't sprouts. realize that was a thing until the last couple of years. Like Damien, oh yeah, yeah like Damien uh, just like the browser, browser. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we have just just like That's people why him and I are I best friends because we yeah, don't eat vegetables you know, together. You obviously, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I didn't even know that was a thing until like you and Damien, and now I just hear about it all the time. I eat some vegetables, guys, for what it's worth. Like Rosie has made me start to eat certain vegetables. I eat cucumbers <laughs> now. Okay, that's a good one. I eat peppers, like okay. green peppers, yeah, red okay. peppers, all you know those things. So I've started doing that. Uh, What's like your absolute is Brussels sprouts the absolute worst? Brussels sprouts, asparagus, broccoli, and cauliflower are the worst. Really? Yeah, okay. I think I I grew up in a in an era where the cauliflower and broccoli often were boiled in my house, and mm. like and it's just like the the smell of it really. Oh, and Mama Dop under the bus. Yeah, you I are Mama totally. Yeah, that's actually what happened. Let me get you right an there. air fryer. That makes everything better. I got guys, come on! Yeah. Oh. Oh. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk about Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Garrett Wilson field has been very frustrating as well for fantasy managers, but there is one thing that I'm really excited about. It is the major issues that this Philadelphia secondary is having. If there is a chance mm-hmm. for Garrett Wilson to get on track, this is a matchup. In spite of the fact that the Philly, the Philadelphia Eagles have like a really good defense. Yeah. They're just giving away well, points to wide receivers. Yeah, they face the uh, third no most. against them. They've yeah, yeah, exactly. Their and people they're are just throwing all the time. Um, yeah, the they face the, the most wide receiver targets. Jalen Carter. It's absurd. It's and you know what's incredible about him is is he's playing like a third of the snaps. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> he's just it's just rushing absurd. It. Uh, anyways, um, here's my 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 hugest concern about Garrett Wilson going forward is, is that, that I really do yes, like <laughs> the upside's still not there. Yeah. Like he has no 100 yard receiving game this season. He mm-hmm. has 60 or fewer in four of his five games. Do we think that's likely to change with this quarterback and this offense? Sadly, no, no. it didn't happen against Denver. It's not going to happen like right in a great matchup. It didn't happen. So um, that my my panic, I actually like Brussels sprouts, so I don't know what I'm supposed to use. Olives. Uh, I hate olives. Olives. They are black olives Uh, and green olives. Are they all the same? I hate them all. Yeah. Um, Four out of five olives here. That, that's where Wilson. I would be. I was going to be at four or five and a half yeah, out of five. And yeah. Not to the point that I'm not starting him, but like for scraping for that upside that made him the chalkiest breakout player in all of fantasy football this year. Yep. Yeah. I'm just still praying for that deal for Kirk Cousins or something. Okay. I don't think yeah. Tannehill's going to happen now. Tennessee's contending, but maybe, maybe we get Kirk Cousins there. I'm with you. The volume's been huge. Target shares up from last year. 46% of their air yards. Yeah. 46%. That's a huge number, but he still hasn't gotten to 17 fantasy points in a game. And again, yeah, Eagles have faced the most wide receiver targets this year. Their efficiency has been pretty good and one of the lowest yards per targets, but teams just are throwing it a ton at them. So that's because uh, they don't run the ball helps. and they're behind a bunch. Correct. Yeah. Like that's what it's just game script. A lot of times. Yeah. yeah. So we have, uh, you know, we have him as a, in the mid teens, we do Garrett Wilson this week and that's because of that volume. He might see nine, 10 targets in yeah. this game. And that's really uh, the key in this one. Yeah. It doesn't feel good though. All right. Let's talk about CD lamb. Cause this one has also been really frustrating. If you've been a CD lamb manager, yeah. you've been expecting a guy that is going to deliver you nice high end wide receiver to low end wide receiver. One value hasn't really felt that way with the way the Cowboys have started. Out. How come the Cowboys haven't played a single normal game this season? I was just, I, that's my point. That's where I was going with this. So week uh-huh. one, so many defensive rain, points. Rain and they get all the defensive touchdowns. Uh, I can't remember whatever week they played the Patriots, their defense scored multiple mm-hmm. touchdowns as well. Um, and then this past week, they got their butts kicked. Yeah, butts kicked by San Francisco, obviously. Uh, the Arizona game was weird. They played a single normal game. So, yeah, I mean, it's super disconcerting. I would say the offense, even though they haven't played as many snaps mm-hmm. as it feels like a normal offense would through five games, like they have yet to find their mojo and their rhythm. Uh, they play the Chargers, though, on Monday night. So mm-hmm. I think Monday will be a good reflection of where this offense actually is because the Chargers have struggled so immensely this season. I'm going to go with uh, two and a half olives for CeeDee Lamb. Interesting. Uh, yeah, to your point, se- well, seven or fewer targets is four out of the five games. Yeah. Volume is down from last year, about two targets per game. But check this out. 23% target share in the first three quarters this year, 13% in the fourth quarter. 
because of the blowouts. They're just running. Oh, okay. They're just because running of the, the blowouts. Yeah. All, all, every game they played have been decided by twelve plus points. The average different, the average score difference in their games this year, wins and losses, is twenty seven point eight. Bizarre. Oh that is uh, someone so made a, random. Someone made a point the other day on social. Be maybe worth looking up. Is this the widest gap ever through five games? Probably between score, and it probably is. It's As just, the numbers guy in this podcast, I would look. That I, I would say so. It's uh, it's an, it's incredible. So I do think better days ahead. I think he'll be targeted more and more competitive games. Uh, but it is good matchup against uh, the Chargers here. Ah, so. So yeah, I'm I'm low on that. I would say, what did you say? What's your two point five olives? Two, yeah, I would say I'd say two. I'll say two olives. I'm two not olives. a big olive. Do you fan like olives? Okay, no, good. Yeah, Mike has normal taste in vegetables. That's right. Here's a quick question for you guys: Who yeah. scored more fantasy points so far this year, Ceedee Lamb or the Dallas Cowboys defense? Oh, the defense. Definitely the defense. All right, it's the Dallas Cowboys defense. Good <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> By the way, how about Brandon Cooks with nine catches through four games? Stop it! Stop. Oh, that's gross. He's a good football he, player. Is he too. droppable? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Totally. Definitely. You think so? Yeah, very disappointing. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think he's. I, I don't think he'll get traded because of the deal he signed, right? But uh, yeah, he'll get traded in like another sixteen months. It just happens like every months. like That's twenty right. to twenty-four right. months. So Fair. yeah, yeah. Um, who scored more fantasy points? <laughs> Sam Laporta the Dallas or the Dallas Cowboys defense? <laughs> oh, I don't Ooh, actually know. Dallas D. Dallas defense by like 0.3 fantasy points. Wow, Dude, okay. Dallas's defense is unreal. They've scored 72 fantasy points. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. Through yeah. five weeks of the season. That is one of like an unreal stat and part of the reason that why was, we're talking about And that includes things. this past week where they got smashed they got by, smashed the, Niners by the Niners. Yeah. Yep. All right. We got one more guy we want to talk about. Mike, earmuffs on this one. Devonta Smith. Yeah. This one has been really frustrating here. Gets the New York Jets this week. Yeah. We talked about this because the first couple of weeks he got in the end zone. I think weeks one and two got in the end zone. And then we had that conversation. AJ Brown is not getting the target volume that he wants. We thought there was going to be a squeaky wheel situation. Well, now we need to have a second squeaky wheel on the other side of that because it feels like Devonta Smith is just not a part of this wide receiving core mm-hmm. the way that he was. Can you it's imagine been all AJ Brown? Wait, Devonte Smith. Can you imagine him like getting upset and speaking his mind? Devontae Smith is like the quietest human mm. on the planet. He'd be like, yeah, I want the ball more. That'd be cool. Jalen, can you please pass it just a little bit? Yeah, the ball. He makes Bill Belichick sound excitable. <laughs> He's the Slim Reaper for a reason. He's unbelievable. We need to ask him. We need We need to get someone to ask him if he wants more targets so he could be like, we're on the New York. This one feels like a trap. To me, this is yeah, like a trap I, ranking because like it's all you need is one too game. Low. Yes, yeah. exactly. I, I agree. Also, he has been fine, I think, because you look at like two of the last three have been duds, but 14.8 plus fantasy points in three of his five games. Right. So he started off fine. Uh, he had some down games last year as well. The reason we have him on the bottom end of this tier I just talked about this week is because they're playing the Jets. He's going to run almost all of his routes against Sauce Gardner and most likely DJ Reedy was in the concussion protocol last week, missed that game. I suspect he'll be back. He's a perimeter guy. He's going to run a lot of his routes against him. So yep. I am lower this week, but I do think he'll get back on track. So I would say uh, one out of five sausages. Well, you don't like sausages? I do not. I love meat. I do not like sausage. Wait, what? really? I have a you know big problem with sausage. Is it? Is it? We got to get you some Eckert sausage. That's why. Yeah, I guess that, so. that might be know. what it is. Is it the kind where it's just like stuffed meat in a casing, or is it like is it yeah, hot just dogs? Not, like, like people dogs? like I don't know. Just people eat sausage and sausage sandwiches. I love sausage. Cut, cut up sausage. I do not like. It. I, I do not like steaks. Me. Okay. Yeah, I, I like all kinds of steaks you. and chickens and yeah. everything. Do not like. I'll bet you we sausage. can find a sausage that you like. Let's do a taste test right here on the show. Let's go. Let's go to Fenway Park next baseball season. Get you not a Fenway Frank, get a sausage from right outside the stadium. Or okay. let's go to Lambeau Field. I still have to check that off my bucket I've list. I've never been there Done. either. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, I've not been there. Let's All right, we got some, a little bit more rankings reaction coming up in just yeah. a minute. But first, Field Jates, let's pay some bills here let's real quick. Let's do that, Daniel. I was thinking about, by the, by the way, the fact that the NFC Championship game won't be at Lambeau Field this year, but will be at Ford Field this That's year. That's right. Geico asked, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Yep. yep. Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, <laughs> Geico, and, Geico can help, like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV, even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Hey, college football fans and hey. Mike Clay. I'm going to let you in on a little secret that will help you win game days this season. 
Eckrich smoked sausage. Thank you. Oh, see, I need some of that. You're probably asking yourself, Mike Clay, could it really be that easy? Absolutely it is. We all love sausage here. See, I haven't tried that yet. That's probably why I don't like sausage. I need the good sausage. The good stuff. Eckrich smoked sausage is crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich and savory taste. They're delicious all by themselves, Mike, or in any recipe that you can dream up. And if the word recipe sounds like a lot, don't worry. You can visit Eckrich.com for dozens of simple mouthwatering recipes making your tailgating prep a stress-free event. So there you go. Eckrich smoked sausage. It is the secret to winning game days. You can thank me later. Visit Eckrich.com for more. Do you think they'll send me like a care package now? Well, they're either going to send you a care package or they're going to put a different kind of package on your front doorstep. <laughs> yeah. so it's going to be one of those two Cold. things. I did not, full discretion, I did not know that read was coming at all. That when co- I mentioned it like yeah, two minutes ago. That's complete coincidence. So good. But that's, that's hilarious. So I have not had that sausage yet though, so I need yeah. to try it now. We got to get very intrigued by this. All right, let's dive into a little bit more ranking stock here, guys. We each gave a couple of names that we wanted to talk about coming yeah. into the show. Mm-hmm. Who had, which one of you had Brock Purdy? Not me. Uh, that must have been me must then, have by been process of elimination. <laughs> yes, let's uh, talk let's about see. Brock Purdy then. Why do you have Brock Purdy ranked wherever you have him ranked this week, Mike, which is quarterback 16. Okay, well, is that low? Where are you guys have low. I'm 15, but I'm that's, at 17. I think people would probably contend mm-hmm. that's lower than he deserves to be based, based off of recent played. performance. Yeah. But, Mike... Yeah, he's his sixth. matchup is tough. That, that's it too. I'll, so I'll work. I'll work from there and go backward because he is sixth on a points per game basis uh, this year. He's been terrific. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah, Cleveland on a per game basis, fewest pass yards, second fewest passing touchdowns, and fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. They've mm-hmm. been outstanding this year. This is a tough trip for San Francisco going into Cleveland to play against the Browns. I think it might be uh, a bit of a step back here. Another part of it is. He's not going to get anything in terms of rushing yards. Now, he does have two rushing touchdowns, which is interesting, but only 24 yards on the ground this season. Uh, where do you think Brock Purdy is in pass attempts this season? Where do you think he ranks among quarterbacks? 22nd. Yeah, middle of the pack. Close. 27th. What? 27th wow, in pack. pass that's attempts. Low. Just not a lot of volume, and that's going to limit his upside. He is 8th in yards and 7th in passing touchdowns. But again, not quite aligning with where he is in terms of fantasy points this season. In fact, he was 6th last week. That's probably his ceiling. That's yeah. his only finish better than ninth. So this is guy, this is a fringe QB one. Yep. And you're going to like him a little more in good matchups. And you're going to like him a little less in tough matchups. This is most likely going to be a tough matchup. I'm super intrigued by this matchup. I can't wait to see how this Great offense does game. against a defense that uh, has played well and needs a win is at home. I don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to play, but I cannot wait to see the Niners offense against the Browns defense. That was one of the questions that I had is if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, does that change anything that the 49ers do? Cause the, it seems like they would be the, the Browns would just be so outmatched with DTR under center. And I'm really excited it about that good. kid, but it, it doesn't think one good last time around. Yeah. yeah reports are he won't good. play too, right? Uh, PJ Walker is uh, the report is that PJ but Walker if, would get the if start. No, Deshaun, it would be, if no, Deshaun Deshaun makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised based on that. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. I brought Gabe Davis to the table guys. And it's because okay. you guys hate Gabe Davis and I'm living where I think all the fans are living right okay. now. Tell me more about Gabe Davis. I've got him at wide receiver 30. That's all he does. You guys have him outside the top. 40 right now. Here's the thing. Okay. As a fantasy manager, I've watched Mm -hmm. him score a touchdown in four straight games. Mm -hmm. We know that that is not sustainable. It's not Mm -hmm. a thing that you can just do week Mm -hmm. in and week out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. But this week they get the New York Giants. Yeah, totally. The New a York machine, Giants right? is a matchup that you can absolutely potentially take advantage of here. I am all in on Gabe Davis. There's no way this guy has scored four touchdowns in four straight weeks after putting up what was another really nice week last week, six receptions over 100 yards and a touchdown again. I'm going to keep living in this Gabe Davis. He is a low-end flex play for me. I I think this is someone I want to have in my fantasy lineup, but you guys don't like it. You're not buying this. I like a board bet on this is what I like. Ooh, okay. Can I okay. say my piece on this first? Yeah, we'll do you it. do that. I'll do the okay, board so bet first part. I get the easy stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. So last year, 36 on a points per game basis. He averaged 6.2 targets per game. Okay. He's at 5.2 this year. So that's less. Full target per game. That's not great. Uh, def- he's 48th in targets. Okay. That's not great either. All not right. something I want to see. 19th, 19th in expected touchdown. So he's totally. kind of doubled up his expected. That's going to regress to the mean. Sure. And also... To your point on the Giants, I think they're going to be, first of all, they're like mid-pack to receivers so far. They've had a bunch of touchdowns, otherwise mid-pack. I think they're going to be feistier uh, against perimeter uh, receivers because Adore Jackson was playing the slot. They moved him back outside. I think he'll shadow uh, Stephon Diggs in this game, but also they have Deontay Banks on the other side. He's missed some time, but when he's out there, he's been uh, fine. There's certainly, we'd expect him to improve going forward. I think he'll be on Gabe Davis in this game. So I think they're going to be a little feistier than maybe we think uh, against wide receivers yeah. going forward. So there's a couple of things there, but I'm at 42 deeply flex option 
but you're counting on that touchdown because the volume is not there. If I get a touchdown, I win this one. Two compelling arguments right here. So let's go ahead and make this one a board bet. 30 to 42, that's 12 spots. We'll cut it right down the middle. Wide receiver, 36. And we'll find out who wins the very much anticipated week six board bet. You want to say it? I'm ready for it. All right, so who's in it? Who's all in it? I'm I'm, I'm on your side, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think Gabe Davis will be a top 36 wide receiver here in week six. I think think Gabe Gabe Davis Davis will not not be a a top 36 36 scoring receiver this week. What? Put it on the board. Put it on Put the board. On the board. <laughs> it's terrible. Honestly, our execution gets worse over time. <laughs> that was that was bad. I think was that my uh, fault. I don't know. I uh, think I, it was I, your well, fault. No, yeah. no, no blame game to be put around here. Uh, I'll talk about Adam Thielen next. Right, how about on. that, dude? Adam Thielen's been so good. Feel how do you not not. How do you not not? How do you? You've got to put Adam Thielen in your lineup. Is this like 2018 right now? Feels like he's it. my wide receiver ten for Me the too. week. Yeah, and over the past four weeks, Adam Thielen. Has the second most catches in the NFL. Oh my gosh. The third most fantasy points amongst wide receivers. He's the only player that Bryce Young seems to trust. Yeah. He is a target hog right now. They're 0 and 5. They're literally the only team in the NFL that has not won a game this season. They don't, they rarely play with the lead. It mm-hmm. feels at least. I mean, they're always playing from behind at some point during mm-hmm. the game. So game script should be in his favor. Who do they play this weekend again? They play the Dolphins. Miami. So in they'll Miami. probably play him from behind. Right? Again. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, they will. So just like keep piling up the targets, old man Thielen. Yeah, his receiving lines are like elite receiver receiving They're lines. Hilarious. Seven for 54 and a touchdown, 11 for 145 and a touch, seven for 76, and then 11 for 107 and a touchdown. Oh that's, that's like top five receiver production, and that's where he has been lately. He's top 24 straight weeks, fourth and catches, second in routes. He's been crushing it. By the way, Dolphins... Uh, they had that. They allowed that huge game to Josh Allen. Otherwise, they've been pretty good against receivers. I yeah. will say that, but still, Thielen lineup lock in our top twelve for sure. All right. Other side of this one in terms of like excitement, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I miss you, man. I miss the good version of you. As a matter of fact, I have you as running back twenty four this week, and that might be way too high. Yeah, I don't feel good about my running. Yeah. Roger Stevenson has been. Brutal. So, I mean, the Patriots offense has been just brutal Patriots. in general, um, especially these past few weeks. Mm-hmm. How about this, though? Ramondre Stevenson, amongst the players with at least 60 rushing attempts so far this season, there are 24 of them. Dead last in yards per rush, 2.8. Dead last in yards after first contact, 73. And dead last in rushing yards. So, uh, Ramondre Stevenson last year, the secret sauce was that not only was a good runner, but he was catching the ball all the time. Yep. No one's catching the ball for the Patriots right now. They've scored three points over the past two weeks. And while it sounds like the Raiders might be the best defensive matchup the Patriots have faced all season, all of a sudden the Raiders have won two out of five games this year because of their defense. Mm-hmm. So this one's been one of the most agonizing uh I don't know, scenarios to watch unfold it's all brutal. season. Because I would have thought, like, even if the Patriots offense was not good again, Ramondre Stevenson will still find a way. Ezekiel Elliott's playing a real role for them. Again, I have him as RB24, and that feels high for Ramondre. Yeah, eight touches last week. That was his fewest since in a full game, not one that he left injured. His fewest in a full game since week 12 of 2021. Not last year, 2021. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but I will say this. If there's a saving grace here, he had 16 or more touches in each of the first four games. So at least that the volume has been there. I'm not sure if last week was a fluke. I did look at the play-by-play, and again, he took their last carry of the game. Like yeah. he was still, They were still mixing these guys until late in that game. That's a little bit concerning. It wasn't like he was pulled early. So uh, definitely some, uh, some concerns here. That's why I have him 20. But at least hope that he is still their number one. He still had the... Touches the first four weeks, maybe he gets back on track. But I'm I'm with you. There's you're more hopeful than I am. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look good. Doesn't feel good. If this is one of those things where if you start Ramondre Stevenson, definitely just don't watch the game. Just start him and then check back. I mean, don't watch, in general, game. don't watch the Patriots <laughs> yes, offense yes, right that's now. All. That will be a, like that's good for your health to not yeah, watch. Correct. Them. All right, now it is time for AI generated fantasy insight built with IBM Watson. Today we are talking about some trade bait players rostered in more than sixty percent of leagues who have busted for two straight weeks feel this is the opposite side of that Adam Thielen conversation because we're talking about how the Panthers are always down that negative game script. So he's always catching passes. Miles Sanders on the other side of that, unfortunately, is this a guy that you think that we should be trading for that has more upside towards the second half of the season? I do not believe so because Mm -hmm. I don't think this offense is going to get a whole lot better. As a matter of fact, this team could be tumbling towards the number one pick in the draft. Oh wait, no, they're not. Oh shoot. Because they traded that pick. Uh, How about that? 
if they end up trading the ninth overall pick, DJ Moore, and the number one overall pick in a draft with Caleb Williams, what a freaking haul that would be for the Chicago Bears. Oh Plus, like, multiple seconds, too, yeah. right? It was everything. And some seems like some owner, head coach. Uh, yeah, I'll say. Building there, too. right now between Awkward. David Tepper and Frank Reich. Uh, but, no, I, I just don't understand exactly how this gets a whole lot better. The offensive line has once again been a problem for Carolina in the running game. Mm-hmm. The offense looks, comp- I mean, I don't know. Like, we were just talking about the Patriots. I was going to say the, the the Panthers offense has looked as discombobulated as any, but there are like four or five right now that certainly fall into that category. And while Sanders was getting a lot of target volume early in the season, I mean, it's not like those targets were turning into many big plays. So lack of big plays, lack of scoring opportunities, lack of yards per rush efficiency. Uh, it's a tough one right now. I would not be looking to trade for Miles Sanders. Yep, usage continues to trend the wrong direction. Yeah, uh, 3.1 yards per carry. This is a guy that was like five plus every year in Philadelphia. 3.4 yards per target. Both of those are beyond atrocious. Yeah, so terrible. it's been it's been bad. Um, only seven fewer snaps in Chuba Hubbard. The last two weeks. I will say this, this past week, he handled five, uh, six of the first eight carries and then one of the final eight when they were, all those were when they were down by 20 points. So it gives you some hope that the workload will increase. But the week before, it was like a two-headed backfield and they, were, they yeah. split touches throughout that entire game. So it's he's a tough guy to figure out right now. But at the end of the day, he is 28th in points per game out of 30, 35 qualified running backs right now. Yikes. It has not been good. He is not a lineup lock. He's a borderline flex if you're banking on, you know, 15 touches at any running back, there could be some value, but I don't feel great about it. And I don't feel great about trading him away either because I'm trading him so low on value. At mm-hmm. this point, I'm sort of holding on to him for when we get to those bye weeks and I've at least got a low end usable RB2 or flex play that I can have. From Maybe. That yeah. If, if you what could get, you trade him for, though? That's the I question. Don't know. If that player could start for you, I would do the trade. Like anybody other than Miles Sanders is sort of where you're at. On yes. That. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how like uh, the Philly offense, right? Like Miles Sanders leaves and goes down the tank and like DeAndre Swift comes in and is having a career year. It's just like something else. What is it? So this is, I said this before the season started though, like Miles Sanders coming into the year had more yards before first contact over the last three years oh, yeah. than anybody else because of that Philly offensive line. And we were hoping that he was going to get more pass catching usage here in Carolina, which he didn't get in yeah. Philly. And that you really know, hasn't so helped this, You guys made me think of something that I saw this morning that just cracks me up is Jason Kelsey does a, a weekly radio hit on one of the two big sports stations down in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, I think it was something to the effect of like, yeah, we're pissed off right now, about our offensive problems and we'll work on our butt off to get them fixed. I'm like, the Eagles offensive problem. Yes. What problems? So their red zone efficiency has yeah, been way been down this year. Right. I'm like, your offensive issues? <laughs> right. I'm like, do you watch any of these teams? <laughs> the Panthers, the Patriots, the Giants. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there are others that qualify in that same bucket. Right. Like, go watch them. And then revisit your problems. I promise you, your problems are champagne. Oh, totally problem fair. But when you you're look, they're only if they don't win the Super Bowl, it's a disappointing season. Oh, like I mean, that's, you that's watch the, the Niners. They have reached. I mean, course. look, I'm an Eagles fan. I watch the Niners and I'm not feeling great right now. Like they do have to figure things out if they're going to compete with the San Francisco 49ers and get to the Super Bowl. Or even the Lions who are, yeah. you know, they can certainly beat them right now. So, so let's uh, let's use. Um, so that was AI generated insights brought to you by IBM Watson X. Thank you so much for that. We got a we had a little bit of time here left in the well, show. Can I ask Five one more minutes. question though? Yeah, uh, we'll use we'll we'll we'll, we'll make the uh, the money that we are working with. We'll make it Stefania's salary, um, percentage wise of her salary. How much would you bet on the 49ers and the Eagles playing in the NFC Championship game as opposed to anybody else in the field, oh. Lions included? Like yeah. one of like one of the two will, or they will face they both, each other? They're no, they will each both other. play. They will both play. Okay, oh, we're man, we're using mean, Stefania's side. It's a percentage of her salary. Oh, uh, man. Uh, 23%. I would that, say. That's low, I would really? Say I mean, that's just probability. 60 or 60? To get six for zero. both to get six there? Yeah. yeah. For both of them teams to get there. I mean, there. Mike, that's, this is where your stupid computer calculator brain doesn't do any good. That's way too high. As a fan, it's like, these are the two best teams in the NFC. Of course it's going to be these two. Really? With the Lions there, too? Well, I'm trying not to live in that whole, like, emotional state where I'm a Lions fan. I'm trying to answer it. I think it's like 60% chance one of them gets there. Both of them, though, that's going to be tough. And it's tough. Who's the biggest competitor not named the Lions? Seahawks, Buccaneers. I went, I'm not super afraid of the Bucs. Maybe Detroit, though. I mean, the defense is playing better. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they're just so like, it just feels like another typical Cowboy season, right? Like, they're just, they are just, EPA, they look great. Like, at times, they're just cruising, they're crushing teams. And then they just like disappear. It's like, and this is what happens in the playoffs every year. It's it's unreal. 
to watch our morning shows from like the months of January <laughs> through December. Yeah, Stephen A. just laughing into the camera for so 20 minutes. Good. That yeah. actually uh, cracks me up. It is. It's so, so funny. Good. Well, look, I'm from, you know, from the Philly area. I, I enjoy well, every you got second plenty of it. Real talk. Yeah. I have one last question for you, Mike. Okay. Do you know that there is a baseball game taking place tonight? What? <laughs> Seriously. No, I know? actually did. I watched like the clip of the Braves Phillies, the end of the game. Oh, I mean, the other night when they came yeah. back, I actually, of course, of course, like being from that area, I have a lot of friends who yeah. were already talking smack when they were down like one, one, nothing. And then they were down four, nothing in game two. And yeah. I was getting the, the text and seeing the post and, yeah. oh, here's the break, you know, mm-hmm. making fun of the break. And then sure enough, five, four, they won it. So oh, you're a Braves so fan. Well, I, yeah, I grew up, uh, That's I, right. I, I grew up a Braves, Braves fan. Yeah. Fan. I don't really watch baseball now and I'm, I'm fine with the Phillies just cause I don't follow the sport and I love Philly, but yeah, I grew up a Braves fan. So mm. 98 Braves. Um, so they're playing tonight in Philly. Okay. Are you going to watch? It's Wednesday. Wednesday? Um, well, uh, maybe. We, we have a little event. We're going to be celebrating oh, our good friend yeah. uh, Liz Lowe's birthday tonight and hanging out as a group. So maybe we'll put the game on. In the, oh, is in the that what we told him? Oh. We're celebrating his, her birthday? Yeah, I think that's like the no, pseudo actually, reason. Yeah, her birthday. Yeah, he, yeah, she's taking over for Mike. That's the reason. Oh, that's, that's, that's what it is. It's a retirement <laughs> party, actually. It's what it is. <laughs> for, for Mike, yeah. We just haven't told him yet. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for today's uh, show. Thank you so much for yeah. hanging out with us. We will be back tomorrow. Field and I with Liz Loza sitting in this seat one more time before she heads back to L.A. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. We'll see you here on Thursday. Go team. Peace. I think I'm just going to not leave this chair now. If I don't stay move, there the whole I time. have to keep the job. You got to handcuff Why yourself not? to the yeah, chair. I'm just staying in. It's mine, man. <laughs> that would be funny. A Lakeford fan for life Chargers are off to a terrible start But that won't change his mind Matching up all the cornerbacks Touchdown regression and weekly stats But if your team falls flat He's the one to blame He's a brainiac, brainiac on the case With projections that can put us in Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.